Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Got a huge announcement right now. One of the coolest things. You know, it's it's really something when you you know someone, you know their heart, you know their passion. And there's not a lot of people in this world that live long enough to see their passions rewarded. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be in eternity that we see the impact of that. But sometimes here on earth, we see the passion and the calling that God has placed on our life rewarded. Boy, have we got a big announcement for you, Boom Crew. This is a big, big deal. Jim Coakley has written a book. And it's been out for some time now, but God has rewarded our brother in a big way. Christianity Today has just come out with their highest level, top rated books. They call them our picks for the books most likely to shape evangelical life, thought, and culture. Christianity Today's 2024 book awards. And in the category of Bible and devotional, the top book recommended for 2024, the highest award has been given to Jim Coakley in his writing of 14 fresh ways to enjoy the Bible. Wow. What an amazing thing. This is exciting. Yeah, it really is. And I asked him to call in this morning, and I think we've got him with us. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Carl and Carl and crew. Man, this is, I'm just overwhelmed. <laughs> you you oh. got to be overwhelmed. You know, Jim, I want to tell you, there's a lot of books out there. There's a lot of trees getting dropped. And to have yours come up from among the masses and to get recognized by Christianity today, what a blessing, Jim. What a blessing. Oh, it sure is. I mean, this is almost, I mean, in the Christian world, this is like the Academy Award. Yeah. <laughs> humble. Yeah. I, by, were you, were, by the yeah. Were you a little bit just, dumbfounded by this? Oh, man, I am just still numb uh, from just the honor. But, you know, but also, too, I'm so grateful to God for the platform to be able to, you know, get more people excited about God's word. And so that's what I'm really excited about is that if this just spurs on even more, more listeners, more people to just fall in more in love with God's word than they already do right now. Man, my heart is just uh, just overfilled. Yeah. You know, we've got a unique thing going on right now down at um, 180 Chicago. I shouldn't say down. We've got a campus in Elk Grove. And yesterday when I was walking out of here, before we heard this news at all, um, officially, and I didn't have the article in front of me, uh, Jim is preaching downtown. Okay. And I'm preaching out in Elk Grove on the same passage. So it's the first time ever in my life where I've had this shared context of preaching. Yeah. We want to stay on topic with the same passage of Scripture in Joshua. And he was sharing with me his insights out of the conquest of Jericho. And he's just vamping on, and this dovetails with what God had me write in this book to a T. And you know what it was like, Allie? What? I'm telling on you, Jim. It was like a little kid in a candy shop out here in the plaza. And he's just as animated as can be, overjoyed about his discoveries in a very common story. 
And I said, Jim, get these thoughts down. And he shot me a document last night. And it's just awesome to see when a man's passion for the study of God's word and how we can help people look at the word and, and study it more profoundly so that it more impacts our day-to-day life. What a thrill. Yeah. It's the book again is called 14 Fresh Ways to Enjoy the Bible. You can go to moodybooks.org and you'll find it there. Moodybooks.org. Uh, the book 14 Fresh Ways to Enjoy the Bible, Dr. Jim Coakley. I'm looking at it now and it looks like it's on sale at the moment. So might be a good time to grab a copy if you want to. Yeah, you can also text the word fresh to 312-274-9624. Fresh to 312-274-9624. Jim, I want to thank you, brother. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Carl and crew. You guys have been such cheerleaders over the years, and I just wanted you guys to be the first to be where I publicly express my gratitude to God and to everyone else uh, just for this great honor. And uh, Booty Publishers, they did a great job on this, and so kudos to them as well. Yeah, way to go. Jim Coakley, way to go. Now, guys, talk about a Christmas gift. Yeah. It, this thing hit the radar of Christianity Today. Top book for 2024 in Bible devotional. This is huge. This is no small thing. It really, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is the first that I'm hearing about it, and I am found the article online, and it's, this is a, really a big deal. It's a big deal. Text the word fresh. You want to study your Bible in a fresh way? Text the word FRESH to 312-274-9624. Jim, I love you, man. Hey, love you too. And hey, encourage the listeners to also buy Seven Revolutions. <laughs> no, I I am not. I am cutting you off, Jim. I love you, but this is not time to talk about anything else. We're here to celebrate you, my brother. And well, you, thank you. you know, you know what a fan of you I am, Jim. He's one of our elders well, at 180 Chicago. But I got to tell you, I, I love you and I'm so proud of you. And you know what I'm thrilled about? I'm thrilled that that Jim's book. And I'm going to cut, I'm going to be really honest here in six o'clock. I might not even cut this honest in the rest of the hours. There's a lot of celebrity type people out there. Sure. There's a lot of people that are really well known and recognized nationally. Jim has been faithfully plugging in the Midwest here at Moody Bible Institute, doing pulpit supply, teaching this weekend Mm -hmm. at 180 Chicago, not a mega church faithfully plugged in when we were launching as a little church and to see him come out of little town called Chicago in the big scope of things internationally we're a pretty small town on a little campus called Moody Bible Institute and to rise to this place of honor is a cool thing yeah it's just a cool thing so way to go Jim Coakley thank you man for being with us and again boom crew get a copy text the word fresh to 312-274-9624. The book's called 14 Fresh Ways to Enjoy the Bible. Just text the word FRESH to 312-274-9624. What's your favorite extreme sport, Allie? Extreme sport? Yeah, favorite one. Do I have to have actually done it myself? No, 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 no. That would, mm. that would disqualify a good <laughs> number of them. Uh, 
extreme sport. I don't know. Give me an example. Like what do you like? Uh, examples of extreme sports. My favorite is like they, the skiing when they go down that that hill and just like eighty five thousand miles an hour and then they take off and fly. Oh, okay, that's so cool. Oh yeah, uh, snowboarding for me would be my favorite oh, extreme okay. sport. Extreme sport, yeah. Aerial snowboarding because you can snowboard on a bunny slope, but you well, mean that's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. But so that yeah, you I mean professional snowboarding. Too, yeah, I mean I have to say nowadays with two kids playing travel sports, weekends feel pretty extreme <laughs> in those gyms <laughs> with lots of. Vocal parents. You is know that what, an extreme sport? Yes. Middle school, high no, school basketball. Yeah. You know what mine is, <laughs> Ellie? Like What's that? I'm do a preemptive strike on What's you. What's that? Working with you. Okay. Well, That's you know, extreme it's extreme sport. Extreme sport as of late because it's been unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> she threw a double gainer on me last oh, week, guys. Boy. Called COVID. <sighs> Poor thing. Oh, guys. Coming up minute and a half. Yep. Dr. Tim Kimmel is going to be with us because we're talking about loving and living with those closest to you in this holiday season. Grandparents, we're about to give you a killer resource. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. It's Carl and Crew Mornings helping you take your next step with Jesus. All right, pop quiz, super die. Yes. What's your favorite extreme sport? My extreme? Oh, wow. Like the, the, the downhill skiing. Like oh. they take off oh. and they zoom through the air and they flip and do all this stuff and then they sometimes land. <laughs> the, the the skiing at, acrobats. Yeah, and they, and they just fly. I'm like, ooh, that looks fun. Yeah, I get the funniest thing. So I had two buddies that skied on uh, the winter games. They were actually alternates, but they were very good skiers. Hans Arnett, Jim Landis. And Jim Landis came to school one day. We're, we're just at that age where we're getting driver's licenses. And I said, Jim, you look down today. He said, I'm so discouraged. I said, what's going on? He goes, yeah, you know, my dad, my dad's not letting me get a driver's license. I said, he's not. He says, no, it's too dangerous. I said, dad, Jim says, dad, you watch me ski every weekend at 85 miles an hour in the downhill at Alieska Ski Resort. Right. And you won't let me get a driver's license. (laughs) What's wrong with this picture? (laughs) Sometimes grandparenting can feel like you're skiing down a slope at 85, 90 miles an hour right now. And we got Tim Kimmel with us. Tim, why is grandparenting an extreme sport, my man? My problem is I remember when I was a kid in the 60s and how absolutely messed up we were. And then I look at our job being grandparent today is that this is like, uh, you know, Yogi said deja vu all, all over again. Yeah. We've got some kids that are really struggling. And then grandparents come in the middle of it looking like the deer caught in the headlights. And so we got to fix this problem. You know, I'm wondering if um, I, I saw an article yesterday. I don't know how well cited it is, but they were citing some polls. Some of these polls are nonsense, but I'm going to I'm going to believe that there's a smidgen of truth in it. They say that this this younger generation and. Gen Z's, they're very discontented with their parents because their parents are out going on cruises and doing different spending money on things and they don't feel like they're being attended to enough. And if there's some truth in that, here's my point. I wonder if we underestimate the leverage, the holy leverage and impact a grandparent can have in the life of a grandchild. Absolutely. Okay. You know, when we wrote this book, uh, my wife and I wrote this book, we were amazed how often we got either emails or phone calls 
from the younger generation who just cannot, for their life of them, understand why their parents don't want to have more involvement with their own kids, with their grandkids. What is that, Tim? And, What's and, that all about? I think there's this mindset, okay, I've retired now, I paid my dues, I had my turn, and I'm just going to go and live and have fun. And then when you look at the retirement, the retirement industry, it is basically telling people to stop living relevantly and just indulge yourself. Now, I, I realize that there's some wonderful people out there trying not to do that, but we have places out here in Arizona, when they advertise, it sounds like an advertisement for heaven. And I'm thinking, wait, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Heaven is when we die. Heaven is when we die. We're here on earth. Yeah, but they, they and, still keep pitching that promise, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and by the way, I'm not against people getting a well-deserved rest. You're not. No, I'm not. No. But we're in a place in our life. We've got some gray hair and experience. Yes. And we have Jesus, and we've had him longer than anybody in the family picture. Yeah. And because of that, you know, to them who much has been given, much is expected. And we have a chance to touch our grandkids' lives in ways we could have never touched our own children's lives. We have not only a chance to touch their lives, but come alongside their parents in a way that we, and represent something to their parents, our children, that maybe we missed the chance to represent when we were in the throw of it all, couldn't, you know, our hair was on fire and we couldn't figure out what page we were on being parents. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, I think back, I, I, this just dawned on me, boom, out of the blue. It's got to be a spirit prompting. My granddad, his name, Axel Johnson, went on to his reward a lot of years ago. But Axel was playing shuffleboard with me, his grandson, out in the back of his home in Kingsburg. Great Swedish community, by the way, in California. Kingsburg, California, mm-hmm. we're playing shuffleboard. And he looked at me, he wasn't a man of a lot of words, but he looked at me and he said, you know, I want to thank you for uh, taking care of yourself and grooming. And I said, oh, okay, Grandpa. And he says, could I just share with you how important it is to be well-groomed and taken care of as you go through this life. And he gave me a few more words about that. But you know what's so funny about that? Playing shuffleboards. Those words have stuck with me to this day. Yeah. They, I heard my grandpa. I think sometimes grandparents yeah. underestimate how much they are heard. But let's look at the flip side of this, too. We underestimate how toxic we can be to the gospel based on what's coming out of our mouth when they're listening to us too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yes, we carry enormous weight on them in their lives because we're the grandparents. And what's interesting about grandparents and grandchildren is that there's an automatic assumed heart connection right out of the blocks. When we had our first child, it was a C-section, one o'clock in the morning, so forth. There was only one other baby born. And it was a 11-pound, almost 12-pound baby boy. Oh, wow. And, and this child wasn't twice the size of our baby, uh, of our daughter. He was like four times the size. He was like Jabba the baby. And they were sitting him over in a forklift or something. And, 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 and there were the only two babies there. Well, about 2 o'clock in the morning, here come these two people flying in to the uh, room there with a window. And they assume our daughter is their grandchild. And they're just crying and they're laughing and pointing and I had on gloves so they thought I worked there or something and then finally I got their attention and I pointed over and made the mouth words he's yours 
and they were shocked that hit their face when they just saw the you know, and frightening and scary. But then something amazing happened, Carl. Yeah. They disconnected from my child, and they locked in on that when they went over, and they just started the, a whole new bubbling and, and crying over that child. It's amazing. But with that comes responsibility. And, you know, at Christmas time on us, we're going to have probably more action with our kids, grandkids, and we got to use this as an opportunity to be the proper kind of light in their life. Yeah. Awesome. Tim Kimmel, our guest right now, he's written a book called Extreme Parenting. I'm going to give you a banner ad for how to get that in just a moment here. And we might have a couple of copies to give away, but more with Tim Kimmel. I'm going to go through with Tim and we're going to talk about what are some of the do's and don'ts for grandparenting, extreme grandparenting with Tim Kimmel coming up. Going from believers of Jesus to followers of Jesus. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Tim Kimmel, our guest right now. I love this man. He is, everything he does is grace-based, which means God's power to do in us what we can't do in ourselves. And if we let the power of God flow through us into the lives of, we're talking this morning, grandchildren, Katie bar the door. Tim, give us some do's and don'ts for grandparenting. Well, I see three things that are mistakes that's real easy to make by the older generation to the younger generation. First one is ignoring them. And even though we might be in their presence, it's very easy for them to feel like we don't notice them. We're preoccupied with something else. And a lot of that ignoring might be because, well, we think they're nuts. We think they're crazy. (laughs) We're looking at the way they appear and they're always on their phones and they whatever. I would just say to any grandparent out there, especially, look, I'm 73. So I was right in the middle of the 1960s. We were the goofiest looking bunch of people that ever went to a high school. And I got a yearbook to prove it. <laughs> it. But it was also a very turbulent time in our nation's history. I've always felt like if I taught a history class, I'd call it the 60s. And I teach on the 1760s, the 1860s, and the 1960s. Because those were pivotal years. And we needed people that could be solid. But oftentimes, the older, uh, there, was a, there was some older generation in our church that were very critical of us. Look, don't ignore them. Secondly, don't put them down. It's easy to compare them to what life was like for us. And they feel like all we are is nitpicking and criticizing, especially when we bring up politics and things like that, that, you know, we have no business bringing that one up. Because leave them alone on that. And then here's the third mistake we can make, trying to imitate them. Oh, oh, this is so good. (laughs) Trying to be, you can't out hip the hipsters, can you? Yeah, we try and show up as the hip grandma or grandpa. No, look, we're senior citizens. We're running out of runway when it comes to life. And that doesn't mean we have to go around looking frumpy and anything, but, you know, be careful when we're trying to relate to them by trying to be one of them. They don't want us to be one of them. They want us to be our, a mature, wise source of life and life for them and hope. They want us to be their grandparents. Yeah, and I think the biggest reason for that, Tim, is if we hearken back to when we were all real young, we had a lot of bravado, but below that surface was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of questions, and quite frankly, a whole lot of fear. And a grandparent can yeah. jump into that void, Tim. Am I, I know that's true, right? Yes, absolutely. And sometimes, it, uh, right now, these, these kids are under enormous stress. There is a lot of things to be frightened about. And many times their parents are overwhelmed, too. Along this lines. 
some of the things, the do's and don'ts, let's be careful how we represent the gospel to yeah. them. Because a lot of grandparents feel like they need to get in and, and close the deal, close the sale, and get the prayer, and push Jesus hard. We're supposed to be the light of the world. Yes. You know, in, in our book, Extreme Grandparenting, one of the four roles is to bear a torch of the gospel. But that doesn't mean chase them around with it. Some Christians' idea of being the light of the world is like the high beams of a car on a deer at night. First, we blind them, and then we run them down. No, 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 no. In Romans 2, it says, don't you know it is the kindness of God that leads to repentance? One of my favorite And passages. when they come in and they just, see, they just see some people that just genuinely love them, and yes, they have hooks in their nose and rivets in their ears and their eyes, and they got tattoos where you didn't know they could, ta- you know, whatever. <laughs> just love them. Don't worry about any of that stuff. Yeah. Don't react to it. Like your granddaughter might look like she likes to dress like she was dragged behind the bus from school. Just love her, care for her, enjoy them. And then when they, should they ask, we can speak up, but, you know, just push carefully. Tim, how do we share wisdom without foisting it on them? I'm thinking of storytelling. There's uh, everybody loves a good Mm -hmm. tale. What about a little storytelling for our grandkids? Let me tell you about me growing up and just letting them know that although times have changed, a lot hasn't changed. We have the same fears, same concerns, same issues. They're just packaged differently. Well, I think you said two things that are the magic to what you're saying. Although we think times have changed, we're dealing with the same stuff. Same stuff. And I think if we're telling stories where we're the victor and we got it right and we did it right, that's not going to help them much. But when we're vulnerable with them, and like you said, we talked about when we were afraid or when we got stabbed in the back or when we got betrayed or when when our heart got broken and when some girl broke up with us, they see, yeah, but you're one of the most joyful people I know now in my life. Yeah. You exude hope. You know, more and more they'll see the source of that is not you and me. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the work of Jesus in our life. And, and we, get a chance to, we get a chance to show them that. See this as a chance to get alongside all those grandkids, especially the ones with special needs, especially the step ones. Don't treat them like, you know, they're not full into the circle. They, they didn't ask for any of the stuff that's happened. And we need to come alongside them and see this as a great opportunity to expand our chance to touch these young people's lives in ways that nobody else can. God says, I gave you a special gift, your grandmother, mother, your grandfather, and just love them for me. It's called Extreme yeah. Grandparenting. It's an amazing book by, written by Tim and Darcy. Did she team up with you on it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. The four biblical roles we have for there, and then we do a lot of hitting on all the sticky situations you run into, just trying to be a grandparent and all the things that come at us. Boom Crew, you're going to love this book, Extreme Grandparenting, written by Tim and Darcy Kimmel. It's got practical next steps that you can take in this season, maybe like unlike any other season, to be that radiant light, that city on a hill for your grandkids. They're hurting just like we were just like we are, but we can point them to the Savior. Text the word GRACE to 312-274-9624. GRACE to 312-274-9624. I love you, Tim. Thanks for being with us, man. Everything you need to start your day right. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, uh, quick 
metaphor update from yesterday. This is so much fun, man. I got this 15 years ago. My bride was giving this to our adult daughter. And she was like, oh, wow. Now say that again. And she started taking notes. Imagine a triangle. And imagine me sitting in Central California with one of the wisest counselors I've ever met with. And he said, you know, Carl, let me just boil down life for you here. He said, it's so easy as you go through life to find yourself running to one of the, these three corners and you got to stay out of them. It's just not, it's not the way of the Lord and there's no peace there. And the three corners are victim, persecutor, or rescuer. Now, let me just take this from the Lord Jesus Christ. Although he was reviled, he didn't revile in return. Jesus was the master of turning the other cheek. He didn't deny injustice. Sure. I mean, he didn't deny injustice. But he wanted all of his followers to understand that there is an awesome equal judge and jury ultimately, and God's going to set all wrongs right. He's going to do it. Now, does that mean that we don't speak up for injustice? No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is, is we got to be careful that we don't get stuck in the victim corner because as followers of Jesus, we're designed for so much more. This is why the book of Romans chapter 8 is written. Famine, nakedness, hardship, sword. Paul said all those things, are those going to hold us down? Are we going to have to sit in the corner of being a victim with regard to those things? He said, no, we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. Think about persecutor. He was reviled, didn't revile in return. And then rescuer. This may be one of the areas, as I was sharing yesterday, that I think a lot of Christians get stuck in. We get, we're redeemed by the power of God. We see someone's life that's not aligned with Jesus. Their behavior is out of whack. It can be our own kids. And our tendency is to go rescue them from pain that they're creating for themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's a common natural response but what do you see the father doing in the wayward son story? Man, he didn't run down to Antioch and go, well, let me help you get into a rehab clinic or let me do this or let me do that. He understood that until that son broke and came to the end of himself, he wasn't going to be able to come back home with full appreciation of all the metaphor goes that God had for him. And so... It's an art. It's not a science. But there's a sports story that's going on in college football right now, and I can understand it. We've all been snubbed at times. Everyone, if you've lived this life, you've all been snubbed. And Florida State felt really snubbed that they didn't get into the college football playoffs. Four teams made it in. Those teams are Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Now, Florida State had a no undefeated, undefeated season. season. Yeah. Alabama lost one. But if you back up from that, you can almost build a better case that Georgia should have been in there with one loss because they just lost to Alabama and they're two-time defending champions and they're a juggernaut. In fact, you know how well they're going to do in their bowl game when the sports bettors have made them two touchdown favorites over Florida State. So Florida State didn't make it in. But we got, we got senators in Florida that are trying to get FOIA requests. They want all the information of how this decision was made. And it's difficult for people to back up 
I think in this world today, we have such a victim mindset that it's difficult to back up, gain any kind of objectivity. And even with full objectivity, you know what you might find? Full-on injustice. Are there injustices in this world? Absolutely. Big time. They happen all the time. Crazy ones. But here's, here's the bigger story here. As Christ followers, we have the ability to have two things that the average person doesn't have. We can have objectivity and the hope that injustices will be made right. This yeah. doesn't preclude that you intervene on behalf of someone. This doesn't mean that you sit down and shut up. But it does mean that you don't have to emotionally be stuck in a victim category. Isn't that hopeful? It really is. You know, I was reading recently, and the, the statement in the Word of God that really jumped out to me is that God being a God of equity yeah. And you hear that word kind of thrown around a lot. There's a lot of conversations around equity. But when you really boil it down, only our God is a perfect, right yeah. judge. Yeah. None of us are able to see perfectly how things should be, how a situation should play out. And so we have to trust that a perfect, holy God who is equitable, who is a God of justice, will ultimately settle it all, not on our timeline necessarily, but that he cares about justice. Yeah, he and does. Only he gets it right every time. You know, generally speaking, these three corners that Satan's always trying to get us into, we can stay out of, but think about it. I had a great talk with someone at our church on Sunday, a couple. I've got a daughter that is just, making some poor choices. And we talked about what it's like to allow a child to break and come to the end of themselves. And the mom put her hand on her head and she goes, oh, I just want to rescue her all the time. Yeah. Now, staying out of rescuer corner, it's an art and it's an art of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> The Holy Spirit's got to give you this, but I got to tell you, it is a powerful thing when you aren't in rescuer mode and when you aren't in victim mode and when you aren't in persecutor mode. You might say, well, I'm not, you know, Hamas or ISIS. No, I'm talking about maybe we, uh, we're trying to rescue someone. Let me give you a scenario. Trying to rescue someone and they, they aren't getting it. Yeah. And then sometimes out of frustration, we can start taking shots at that one who we're trying to rescue. Mm -hmm. That's persecutor mode. Or we can go into the other corner of victimhood, kind of sulk, give them the, give them the silent treatment. It's amazing, like a triangle, how close those, those three corners are to one another. Or we can bounce from one to another uh, in a yep, heartbeat. Yep. But if you've ever noticed the people that get up on that rock in the center of that triangle and his name is Jesus, there is something eerily powerful about that life. Eerily powerful. You can put your faith in Jesus today. Does it mean that you never speak up? No. Lots of opportunities to speak up. How you do it matters. It matters. And God sees everything. And one day, the God of full equity, he's going to set everything straight. It's hard to sometimes stomach that. You're like, man, how about some justice now, God? Sometimes God says, hey, you're going to be in the new Jerusalem while I'm sorting everything out.
but I'm going to sort it out. Stay out of victim, stay out of persecutor, stay out of rescuer corner. And I'm telling you, man, God's going to minister to you powerfully today. I promise you that. I promise you that, guys. Discipleship to start your day. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. I don't care what your mama says. Christmas time is here. Whoa. I don't care what your daddy says. Christmas time is we debuted this when Carl and Dude were going at it. Okay. It's true. Where did this? Oh, this is this is a big, big song. It's an old. Listen, uh, listen, listen. Okay. okay. Oh, yeah, tell her where it's part. from. This is it. I don't care what the mayor says. Christmas is full of cheer. Don't care if you think it's a lie, Christmas will soon be here. I don't care about the CIA, I don't care what the calendar say. I wish it was Christmas today. I wish it was Christmas today. <laughs> wow. So I was flummoxed, perplexed. Yeah. I was cogitating on where or oh, where did that come from? Yeah. Yeah. Young Thunder. <laughs> That's uh, SNL. It's an old mm-hmm. SNL, probably early 2000s Christmas skit. It's oh, got okay. Jimmy Fallon in it. It's got Tracy Morgan in it. They're Ratio. all playing in a little Christmas band. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's fun. I wish it was Christmas today. Yeah, like, nod your head when it goes. <laughs> hear what that, your that, mama said. Your that, that's a perfect setup for this question I have for you. What's oh, the most unique Christmas gift you ever received? And I'll, while you're thinking, I'll start with it. I had an um, aunt that lived in San Francisco. She was a poet and quite a good one. Hmm. Uh, well, I think one of her most famous poems is called Hippie Bones. And it was, oh, no, okay. no joking. I'm not kidding you, bro. This I is believe like, you. <laughs> this is for reals. Anyway, she was a really committed follower of Jesus Christ. And That's she awesome. loved our family. And we would get every year from her one big box. And in it, no joking, individually wrapped, 50 things. 50. From Christmas ornaments to candy to tangerines. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> I love to it. to uh, money purses. Huh. Really? To wallets. Yeah. What? Little stuff. And it was one things. of the greatest gifts we ever got. That we is would unique. say her gift arrived. It's a big old box. We knew what it was a we gra- get? grab bag of all kinds of stuff. That's so funny. Some of the stuff was just laying around her home. I love it. Oh. And she's like, let's just send them this too. Oh, wow. The cat's so in there. Good. The cat. <laughs> that, that is unique. It was the most incredible thing. Most unique <laughs> gift you ever got, Ellie. Um, The most unique gift I remember getting was as a kid. One Christmas, my mom gave us all bonnets. Like the... <laughs> Like the Little House on the Prairie, oh, because no. we so loved both the books and the TV series that we wanted to be like the oh, little girls oh, on Little House on the Prairie. So my mom, who was an incredible seamstress, spent time, stayed up late sewing bonnets for us to wear. So we were so pumped. We grabbed them. We put them tied the little, uh, the little is there <laughs> string. Any, is there any... Pictures. I'm sure there's a picture somewhere, but you know, to, to have these three little mixed kids with these curly hair sticking out from under these Bonnet. red and white like 
paisley print bonnets. So good. Like Little House on the Prairie. It was quite a sight, but we loved them. That's a cool we thing. We really loved it. Your it was mom definitely unique. her tail off for those gifts. For these, these little bonnets. Man. How about you? You get a bobo? I did not get a bobo. No bobo for me. Because uh, I had all brothers and Little House on the Prairie was not was one not of our on passions. List, huh? oh. uh, <laughs> no, my, I think my. Hold, hold on. What show did you guys like together? Oh, man. All the brothers would agree well, on. Uh, that's hard because so. You're an old soul. You uh, like Gilligan's Island. Yeah. When I was five, I was clamoring for Gilligan. You were? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Ninja okay. Turtles. Um, no, I think it's hard because my oldest brother is eight years older than me. So I, I didn't. You didn't have the same. You know, likes. he was in high school when yeah, I was in old when I was in first grade. So I would say for me, the most unique was it was, it was for all four brothers. My grandma got us a portable ice rink uh, <laughs> that was about 50 yards nice. long. Must have um, freaked out. Oh, yeah, it was so great. How does we, that work? We had this side yard that was, was, big enough? was about a football field size. And so every winter we would set it up and it had PVC pipe. That went around the perimeter, the perimeter, and Did then it a, tarp. Have a bladder on the bottom. Yeah. It had a tarp platter on the bottom that you filled with water. And then when it froze, you had a it rink. would become an ice rink. And so we would go out there and we'd get hockey goals set up and we would play hockey out there. How that fun. fun. Yeah, that was great. Fun. So, great gift. so every winter. Super die. Most unique gift. Well, my most unique and most favorite was the year I got Cuddly Dudley. I mean, a big, he was oh. over three feet tall. <laughs> Cuddly he sat Dudley. there, Cuddly Dudley from what the Ray Rayner. Dudley? The Ray Rayner show? Oh, Cuddly yeah, I Dudley? Never, I never saw Cuddly <gasps> Dudley. Oh. And what is he? It, he's a dog, and he was just a great character, and I loved him, but we moved so much, he got destroyed and lost. No. Oh. I don't oh. know what happened to him. That took no. a turn. But man, that, that Cuddly Dudley <laughs> Dudley was Cuddly everything. Dudley. Oh, he was great. Action. He was huge. Yeah. I think it was bigger than me when I got it. Oh, wow. They sell so. for $2,000 now. <gasps> Whoa. I was thinking about getting her one for oh. Christmas, and then I saw that $2,000 is the price on eBay, and I said, oh I don't God. know if I can swing Go it. Go for it. I'll kick in $25. <laughs> oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, Would love to hear from you on this one. Give us a text. Let us know what is the most unique Christmas gift that you have ever received. We'll take uh, we'll take phone calls and texts on this one. 312-274-9624. Oh, yeah. No, no. Hold on. I want phone calls 312-274-9624. On <laughs> New to the show? Stick around for a while. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Hey, we got Letitia with us here. Letitia, what's a Christmas gift? Morning. Um, a cuddly cuddly like Allie did. Oh, like, like Super Die. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's, no, okay. that's great. How old that's were you so when you got your cuddly Dudley? Oh, my gosh. I think maybe three or four years old. Yes. Yes. Uh, my mom, my mom actually opened up a bank account, I think, at what is BMO Harris now. And they were giving those out for free. So that's how I got my. Oh, <laughs> what? that's so good. Cuddly so Dudley. Excited, so excited to hear that. Uh, I what? know I was uh, pricing them too. They're outrageous right now. I should have saved mine. <laughs> so what's uh, I heard that Cuddly Dudley had a weak neck and they would break off and the head would slip to the side. Is that was how was your Cuddly Dudley holding in there? That's that's true. But you know my mom wrapped it up with a scarf. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like a little yeah. neck brace. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah. exactly. I love so it. Good. I love it. Oh boy! Oh, yeah, people yeah, are out that's... there taking notes. Get a scarf on Cuddly Dudley's neck. 
Thank That's you so right much, out. Letitia. <laughs> Way to go. A couple of uh, fe- some feedback coming in on text message. Cabbage Patch Kid, a small stuffed monkey. Okay, this is an interesting one. A hard plastic Barbie who stood at least a foot tall, whose ponytail grew and retracted using a tab on her back. Yes. It was the coolest. <laughs> I never saw anything like it. That's interesting. Super nice. Does this ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Um, mine was a ballerina, but her, her, like her hair did that out of the crown of her ballerina. Hold it. The hair grew. Yeah. You press a button and the ponytail would get longer than it would retract. (laughs) I I remember that. That That way, if you wanted your Barbie with long hair, you could have it. If you wanted your Barbie with short hair, you could have it. Barbie. It was You know what boys did with Barbies, right? They ripped the heads off and used them as grenades. (laughs) No, I'm not joking you. It's a universal thing of life. I had a brother (sighs) and... So our Barbies were at risk. <laughs> Man, I'll do that with my daughter. I'll teach her how to play war with Barbie heads. <laughs> where's, where's my Hilarious. Barbie's head? Oh, uh, right. it was used as ammo against some neighbor kids. That's right. Oh, we had to. We were at war. <laughs> it's like coffee, but for your ears. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. the 12 days of Christmas. We're on Facebook Live. You can join us. Carl and crew. Follow us. We'd love to have you. Carl with a K. And Allie's doing some additional decorating. Just decorating. Just decorating <laughs> I noticed bit. that. The studio is so beautifully decorated. It is. Thanks to our promotion team. There's another. You want to put that somewhere? That's or? a highlighter. That oh, doesn't really. <laughs> and could... a yellow one at that. It adds nothing Here. festive. There's a that green one. Green. Thank you for this green highlighter. A very Christmassy. Are we ready? Yeah. We are right, ready. I'm headed under the tree. To Who do we have on the phone? Mary Rosa. You're the winner today. <laughs> Woo. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm grateful. All right, Mary Rosa. Okay, take it I'm away, Allie. I'm going under to grab your gift, Mary Rosa, and also an online winner is going to win the same thing. Yes. Who's our online okay. winner today? We our online Judith winner. from Crown Point, Indiana. Judith from Crown Point. Yes. Have we had any dudes win anything yet? Yeah, we had yeah. Kyle. Oh, we did. From, I think he was our first day winner. Yeah. Okay, hey, don't worry. I'm opening a beautifully wrapped gift number four. Gift number and four. And this one has is kind of a twofer. It's got two little packages that are wrapped and tied together with a beautiful red, it's green, really and well gold packaged. bow. So I'm opening the smaller of the two packages All right. first. I'll wait for Allie to really open that up before we start <gasps> oh, reading what it's going to be. Boy. I'm seeing something electronic. All right. What do we have, Young Thunder? Christmas movies or Christmas music? Why have to choose? Enjoy them both Woo-hoo! with the Amazon TV <laughs> 4K streaming fire stick and it's the a fire stick. It's a fire stick. Yeah, Whoa. fire stick, Elmer. That's right. And the JBL Tune 710 BT wireless over ear Bluetooth headphones. Nice. Those are very nice headphones. These are really nice. This Indulge in the perfect blend of cinematic magic and musical harmony. Mm. Let the joy of Christmas movies and the melody of festive tunes create a harmonious celebration that resonates with the true spirit of the season. After oh, all, man. tis you, the season oh, to be jolly, jolly, and there's no better way to embrace it than the delightful duo of Christmas movies and music. Young Thunder went Woo-hoo. all in on that description. I have to. This is beautiful, though. These headphones. That's a good gift. Let the merriment yeah. begin. Mary, you're really going to enjoy these. Great headphones, yes. a great fire stick, and that's also for Judith N. from Crown Point. Yes. Congratulations, what guys. Do you, what do you think, Mary Rosa? 
I'm really, really excited. I can't wait to get it. <laughs> well, we're going to get it to you if Young Thunder doesn't grab it first. That's but we'll true. Fend we'll them sure. off. I usually, safe. I do try to grab the gifts on the way out of here. They usually stop me. Stop. He doesn't stop him at the door. He does not. Congratulations to Judith and to Mary. Yes. Today's 12 Days of Christmas winner. Oh, that's really nice. What were you trying to say there, Mary? I'm sorry. Congratulations to Judith as well. And Merry Christmas to all. And have a blessed New Year. Oh, Oh, that's sweet. Thank you. you. Thank you for being part of the Boom Crew, Mary Rosa. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we're going to sign off here, even on Facebook Live. We'd love to have you back tomorrow on Facebook Live. Follow us, Carl and Crew, Carl with a K. And on Instagram. Yes, lots of fun updates there. And don't forget to get your name in the hat so that we could possibly be unwrapping a gift for you as well. Just text Christmas to 312-274-9624. A lot of fun. Isn't Christmas great? That's the best. Love it. Love you, Boom Crew. Signing off on Facebook Live, this is Stephen Curtis Chapman. Come on, faithful. Uh, Call in the faithful here. Say! Say! Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.